scripture today is from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we ought also to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. The word of God for the people of God. Thank you, Bruce. Today we are continuing our Summer of Love sermon series, and today, all you need is love. Thank you, Sonia. I heard it in the prelude. I don't know if you did. Will you pray with me? Holy God, send your spirit upon us, that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. Love, love, love. I have to do it. Love, love, love. Love, love, love. Bum, 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 bum. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Nothing you can sing that can't be sung. There's nothing you can say, but you can learn how to play the game. It's easy. Bum, ba, dum. There's nothing you can make that can't be made. No one you can save that can't be saved. There's nothing you can do, but you can learn how to be when time. It's easy. Bum, 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 bum. All you need is love. Bum, bum, ba, da, dum. All you need is love. Wah, 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 wah. All you need is love. Love. Love is all you need. I think I would have been a really good hippie. You know, maybe not with all the drugs and other illicit activities, but the message, man, love and peace, that's all there is. That's all there is. Our scripture this morning reads a little bit like song lyrics or poetry. In fact, I learned this scripture as a youth in a song, probably one you don't know, but I have sung for you before in the past years. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. 
Beloved, let us love one another, 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Yeah. But let's not get caught up in the lyrical nature of the scripture and not remember that there's a whole story that goes behind it. The small biblical books of 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John were likely written by the same person who wrote the Gospel of John, and some assumption is made that this person's name is John, even though all of these books are anonymous. The only indication that the author makes of his identity is in 2nd and 3rd John calling himself the Elder. But to make things a little less muddled today, we're just going to call him John. One thing to remember about the early Christian movement is that it took place in ancient communities that often relied on a teacher that might not be like in residence with them. That's why we get these letters from Paul and others to the church in Corinth or the community in Philippi. And for this particular set of letters, the community is likely in Ephesus. And what we get in these letters are three very specific audiences. Now, 1 John, from which our scripture comes today, is a general pronouncement to the community. It's more of a sermon, really, than a letter. It doesn't start out dear, and it doesn't end sincerely. But 2nd and 3rd John are directed to a particular house church and an individual leader, respectively. And all of these letters seem to revolve around an issue that is happening in this early Christian community. And that issue is disagreement and fighting. <gasps> disagreement and fighting in the church? Can you imagine? These disagreements revolve around the nature of Jesus. And some were saying that Jesus never actually lived, never died, and never rose from the dead. Now, given that these books the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, were likely written anywhere from 40 to 60 years after Jesus died. There's a lot of debate around the age. It does make sense that some would begin to question and doubt what actually happened way back then. These doubters go as far as denying Jesus and they break off from the original community to preach their own version of belief, creating hostility and damaging the whole connection. But John is not having it. In these letters, he calls these dissenters false prophets and deceivers. And he warns the remaining community to not give them any sort of support or encouragement. John wants to reassure them that Jesus is indeed the Messiah. And for those that continue to walk in Jesus and God's light and love will benefit from healthy communities that live a life of service, care, and truth. It's kind of the message of all of 1 John. 
And John gives them a filter. Love comes from God. Anyone that loves knows God. And anyone that does not love does not know God. This is the tool that John gives this ancient community to stick to what is true and good about the gospel, that God came in human form to love and serve people. John is saying to the community, just because people are loud and boisterous in their belief does not mean that you need to change the core of who you are as a community. One that gathers around the message of Jesus as the incarnate Messiah. If we were to put this in more modern terminology, John is teaching the community boundaries. Healthy boundaries that help define who they are and to help them take care of themselves in a time of turmoil and crisis. As much as we have talked about love this summer and have sung together that all you need is love, as humans, we also need boundaries. Otherwise, we get caught up in other people's problems and drama, and that can drag you down in a way that blurs the line between who you are and who the other is. I think a lot of us learn this lesson the hard way, by being in a situation that crosses our boundaries. And from these situations, hopefully, we can learn to name our boundaries and start to maintain them in a healthy way. I was remembering that a parishioner in a previous church that I served learned this the hard way. I remember sitting with her many times, hearing this heartbreaking story of what she thought was showing God's love. She had a friend who was down on her luck and was really in danger of being homeless. And so my parishioner said, well, go on and move in with me. And from there, it was just problem after problem after problem. I remember her saying to me, I can't tell her to move out. She has nowhere to go. And I keep telling her what she needs to do to help her situation. She just won't do it. It's like she relies on me to do everything. This parishioner struggled so deeply as a person of faith who thought that this, giving this person a home, was the way to show her love, God's love, to a friend in need. After a long time and lots of conversations, she decided that the way she was trying to help was actually not helpful to her friend. Her friend, who was relying on her, was taking advantage of her, of her generosity, 
of her deep beliefs. She did start laying some ground rules and setting some boundaries to keep herself safe and eventually did have to ask her friend to leave. Because this was in another city that Jimbo and I served, um, I truly don't know these days how either of them are. But I believe that the parishioner in loving herself enough to set those boundaries gave her friend the opportunity to start a healing process for herself. The parishioner loved her friend enough to let her friend start loving herself and taking care of herself. Living a life of love is tricky and sometimes dangerous, but we don't have to lose ourselves in love. Instead, when we are secure in ourselves with love at our center, we are able to love ourselves others and God even better and that's really the only thing that God asks of us and this is not with a sappy hippie free love but grounded sincere and true there's nothing you can make that can't be made There's no one you can save that can't be saved. There's nothing you can do, but you can learn how to be you in time. It's easy. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen.